Oh, don't worry. He hugs me every time he sees me. <laughs> you know, but you know, the, the conversations were always really easy with Blake because he's he's such a team guy. He loved being at OU, so he was going to do whatever it took. And, and I had a legitimate point that, listen, man, for your longevity of your career, you know, a tight end, you got a much better opportunity. I mean, the guy's always six six, maybe more. And I'm like, look, you know, this could be great for you. And he, he was really good about it. He had a great attitude about it and, you know, accepted it and went out and it worked. It worked well, kind of like we moved Lane Johnson, you know, the, the offensive tackle. And it worked out. Look how it's worked out for him. And he's just finding the right spot. And But then Blake was just so good to that Oklahoma State game. He's on, we're on our third quarterback, and he goes in in the fourth quarter and leads us on a game-winning drive. I mean, just shows how talented he is. There's Coach Stoops talking about Blake Bell, um, who got his second Super Bowl ring there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Awesome stuff. You know, just a little background of the story there. And Like I said earlier, Blake Bell just – Amazing dude. He's another Kansas kid, right? Was he Wichita? Wichita, yeah. He is one of the more, maybe the most likable player in that era that he played in at OU, which I I guess I would kind of consider that the post-2008 National Championship era there before uh, Bob left in 2016. Um, Baker would obviously be one on that, but Blake Bell would be – in the top five, maybe in the in the top three, very likable, yeah. hardworking, did things the right way, and then it's just amazing. He switches to tight end his last year, and he's still in the league and has has won two Super Bowls. You, you can't help but root for that guy. He's he's awesome. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing better than being the backup quarterback and being able to come in and basically only score touchdowns. Yes, what you he know? did in 2012 touchdowns and 2011. And convert first downs. Yeah, good life. Pretty awesome. Really good life. And then Very he rescued the day a couple of times in 2013, most notably that Bedlam game on the road. And um, I think he was a Catholic kid growing up, and he got to win a game at Notre Dame that same year. Yep, very cool. Did Now – didn't he have a bunch of – did he have five touchdowns against Texas in one game or something like that? Or am um, I making that up? Well, he started the 2013 Texas game, and OU did not score five touchdowns that game. They got beat that okay. day. I don't think he ever did. 2012, um, they scored a lot of touchdowns. I think that was the year – remember, like, on short yardage, they would roll him into the belldozer? But that 2012 OU-Texas game yeah. was the first time that – Okay, he comes in for a fourth and one. They pick it up, but then they go hurry up with the same belldozer package, and they got like a big gain off of it. I think he scored a couple of touchdowns. I don't yeah. feel like it was five, but maybe you're right about that. No, I, I'm I'm most likely wrong. I don't know why that number pops up, but um, anyways, really cool. Which, by the way. XFLO at 2 o'clock. Um, so looking forward to that. That's going to be really cool. On ABC, yep, which time. is awesome. Yeah, big time TV uh, for sure. Um, 
Hey, uh, your, your, your connection's bouncing around a little bit, so if you can, uh, reconnect real quick, and then we'll kind of get back to the big story of the day, which I think the big story of the day, at least the most interaction on the text line today, is probably this story um, on The Athletic. Andy Staples is you know, kind of giving his thoughts on what the SEC might prioritize in terms of this 3-6 schedule model, which it's not 100% certain that the SEC is going to roll with a 3-6 schedule model. It just That's what everyone is thinking is going to happen. We heard from SEC Commissioner Sankey that they're probably going to decide on that in the next two to three months, so we'll see what they decide there. But Andy Staples has the 3-6 model like everyone else, and most people are theorizing a combination of these teams in the three permanent rivals for OU. Texas is always there. You're going to see a lot of Arkansas, you're going to see a lot of Missouri, and you're going to see some Texas A&M as well. Well, Andy Staples is really the only guy coming up with a you know three rivals every single year that doesn't have any of those four teams. He's got OU playing Florida every single year. Now, I don't know if that's a guess by him or if that's just a, hey, this would be really cool and the SEC should think about this. But when we bring up the possibility of OU playing Florida – you know, we get pushback on a lot of things and a lot of different ideas. I Man, I really didn't see any pushback on the idea of playing Florida every single year. It's exciting. It sounds fun. You recruit hard in that state. Um, it felt like just about everyone in the text line said, heck yeah, let's let's play Florida every single year. Bring it on. And I, I'm totally with that as well. I'd love to play Florida every single year. Yep, I would too. Um, I think it's cool now. I wonder if it's one of those. Um, I wonder if it's one of those things that after you do it a couple of times, it's like, man, this sucks. We've got. To, there's no easy way to get to Gainesville. It's. It'd be better to have one of these guaranteed games that are close. But I. That's something I'm. I'm willing to. Uh, to struggle through. I think. And. I don't know. Maybe the fans are too. Just the thought of a matchup with a team that's that's been as traditionally good as Florida feels awesome, you know. And at this point, I think if you threw us anything, we'd be happy with it. Yeah. So I'm looking at it right now on Google Maps. 17 hours and 21 minutes is the drive from Norman to Gainesville. So it's not, it's not, it's not drivable. But I think it'd be one of those scenarios where, you know, the the regular OU fan that takes at least one road trip every single year. If you were to play Florida for the next 20 years, starting in 2024, tell me what you think about this breakdown. Most OU fans that you know are always looking to go to a road game or at least once a year, maybe two to three times in that 20-year span, you would go to Florida. But I think like maybe what the West Virginia game has been, what that does is that serves the OU fan that lives in Florida that lives in Georgia, that lives in the Southeast. I, I still think you would get a really good ma- amount of OU fans in the swamp every other year because of the proximity for a lot of those OU fans out in the Southeast. Probably. I don't know. I, 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 think, uh, I think a decent portion of OU fans are, are willing to travel to any corner of the country if it's a good game, uh, you may not get a bunch of fans every year going to the to a Florida game whenever we're on the road. But if they happen to be uh, a top twenty-five program, you're probably going to get a bunch of people go. Yeah. 
no matter how difficult it is to get there or how easy it is to get there, I think you'll probably get a you'll get a big number of OU fans on the road anytime they're playing a top twenty five team, no matter where it is. God, you're right about Gainesville though. I'm just looking at it on the map. I mean, it's it's not really close to anything. It's like going to Morgantown. Oh my gosh. Jacksonville's a, a ways away from it. Um, the panhandle of Florida is a ways away from it. Tampa's not really close to it. You better hope you can fly in direct there. Or you're going to fly to Jacksonville or Tampa or somewhere somewhere else and still have to drive two and a half hours to get there. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How far, let's see. I'm trying to put it in the old map. It's an hour and 15-minute drive from downtown Jacksonville to downtown Gainesville. So, depending on where the Jacksonville airport is, oh, gosh, it's it's on the far north end of Jacksonville, obvious, of course. So, I don't know. I don't have a – I don't necessarily, ha- necessarily have an opinion on – this is just like a genuine, honest question. So, like, when you look at the past ten years in this conference and you've looked at the road games – Unless there's a marquee road game at Ohio State or at Tennessee or at Nebraska, there's not really every single year a road game to get excited about for OU. But the makeup for that is, well, you play OU Texas every single year, right? And everyone wants to go to that. Do you think, and I'm not talking about the interest, but do you think in any way the demand for OU Texas changes because you're about to have three to four attractive road games in the SEC on a yearly basis now, and it's and it's very new. Like how do, how does OU Texas change at all with all these new exciting places to go to? Doesn't change at all. Everyone still just cooks that into their budget every single year. Like where well, I mean, we yep. go to Dallas. That's what we do. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. And I think you know one of the things about Dallas is. It, people know what they're going down there for. They're going down there for a party. Um, whether you're going down Thursday, Friday, or some people, I guess, even get up or used to before it was 11 a.m. kick every year. Um, you know what you're getting into. That's your young party group that goes down there for that. Yeah. So they're going no matter what. I would think that that's... Yeah, I, I just think it's it's happened for so long now that everyone just kind of cooks that into their budget. That second week of October, we go to Dallas. That's just that's just what we do. Right. You don't you don't miss yep. that game. No, I don't think that's going to affect it. Um, you know what what could be interesting though is what does the schedule end up looking like around it? Yeah. Like the week before, the week after, like on a given year, if if it's maybe. OU's first time to go play at LSU the week before or at Alabama the week before, something like that may have an effect on it. But Which is probably I'll, likely. I, I don't know if it's going to be Alabama or LSU, but your first year, you're probably going to play an awesome road game or at least a new road game the week before or week after OU Texas. That's probably to be expected. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there's going to be so much pent-up demand, at least for the first couple of years, that I don't think it matters. We're going to have a bunch of fans on the road wherever we go. Yeah. Text line says, OU versus the Shorthorns will never change. 
I agree with that and even more so moving ahead because, you know, the SEC was always going to be fine in terms of ratings and TV money, but, dude, did they not pick the perfect time to get the OU-Texas rivalry? We'll see what happens with OU. You and I are both optimistic moving forward, but you are about to have Arch Manning versus Oklahoma in this game for the next three to four years. This is a great time to get in on the OU-Texas rivalry because OU fans have known about Arch for, what, at least two years now? They already, I think, can't stand him. He's going to be one of the more hateable players that Texas has had in a while, which only fuels the rivalry. Perfect time yeah. for the SEC to get in on this. And, I, I a, think, and a Manning, like an SEC legacy name, it, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I think is interesting is the OU-Texas game has, has never been flat. But it, it has been a while since it was, like, Top five material buzzworthy, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that, like, timing-wise, even though I don't expect either team to be a, a top five team next year, they moving forward, I think the move to the SEC is, is going to pump some, like, a little bit of renewed energy back into it, right? Not that it had fallen. Like, I'm not say, suggesting that it had fallen off, but Texas is – you know, just trying to climb out of the decade of suck. Um, you know, we're we're coming off of our worst season in a long time. I this the move to the SEC and still having that that game. I I just feel like it's going to be a, a nice little a needed uh, injection of energy. Sure, and there's obviously going to be the competition with your biggest rival. Who's going to fare the best yeah. in the SEC? You know, immediately, and that game's going to play a very big part of that. So, yeah, OU yep. Texas is about to be as intense and about as exciting as it's been in maybe the past 10 years or so. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do think it's interesting whether it's, you know, the 1-8 model or the 3-6 model. You know, the fact that Texas is going to remain that, that number one game, I think, I think is pretty meaningful. You don't really, you don't really want to replace it because it's kind of the perfect partnership. You know that you play Texas and all of the things that kind of ride on that game, and you know, it, it's it's someone that I've really, I'm not afraid of falling into a a long, brutal losing streak to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. If that team, like, if all of a sudden it was replaced and we're playing Alabama every year or Georgia every year, like, it would, it would, I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad that, I'm glad you're taking some familiar territory with you to the to yes. the SEC, I guess sure. I'm saying. Uh, let's rifle through uh, several of these texts before we hit a break. I'm all in on Florida. That's on the 405. I think we've, um, we got a lot of those today. With A&M punk move, year one, they have to play Texas and Austin. That would be brilliant. Um, since 2011, the OU-Texas rivalry has not been the same. Uh, this one from the 319, I've been to the Swamp. Not a bad drive from either Jacksonville or Orlando. This one from the 405, you can definitely fly into Gainesville. I did the year OU played Florida State. This says fly to Daytona and stay on the beach. 
This one says, ah. get enough Florida recruits that their families fill up the stands. Uh, this one, Florida already has FSU at a conference every year, sometimes Miami. Then in conference, they have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And then you add OU every year, I'd say Florida is saying no thank you. This is only appealing from OU's perspective. Now, hang on. It's all, what's only appealing from OU's perspective? They're the, saying the Florida that Florida, game? yeah, Florida would be like, we don't want to play OU. We already have to play Florida State every single year and Georgia every single year. No thanks. There's, there is a lot of truth to that. But is, is a locked-in matchup appealing to anyone in the SEC with Oklahoma? Uh, Arkansas. I absolutely think so with Arkansas. Arkansas would love OU in Texas. And probably well, Missouri as well. I throw them in there too. I'm not talking about their fan base. I'm talking about the decision makers. Um, then the answer might be no on both Missouri and Arkansas. Yeah, it's it's either going to be too tough of too tough of a matchup that no one is going to want, or uh, some other type of roadblock. I don't think there's going to be a bunch of people like climbing over one another to to be able to play that guaranteed game with Oklahoma. Cue but, the uh, they were 6-7 and seven last year text. Those are right. coming at any second now. True. But that is a good point with Florida. I mean, they it, it's stacked for sure, especially as good as Florida State is. By, right by the way, real quick, um, I saw Alabama's like proposed three opponents who they would play every single year, and I thought it was interesting because we always make fun of how the SEC hooks them up. Their yeah. three, according to Andy Staples, would be Auburn, Tennessee and LSU. I'm like, no way. no way, man, no way. There's no way that Nick si- Nick Saban would sign up for that. I if that's, I'll, I'll be interested to see. I if if the three six model comes out and that's the teams that they line him up against, he's going to be announcing his retirement after this season. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. Final hour rolls on here from Riverwind Casino. Stay tuned. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of OKC and the University of Oklahoma, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club is one of the state's top-ranked golf courses. Featuring 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes spread across stunning natural landscapes. This course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF for more information or to book your tee time today. Memberships start at just $100 per month. The world is full of anchors. Meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. You're simply the best. Riverwind is the best place to play this February. With all of your favorite games and the best service. Plus our $75,000 Love to Getaway giveaway. Earn entries for your chance to win cash, prizes, and travel vouchers. And five times entries on Thursdays and Sundays with drawings on the 11th and 25th. So if you want to get away, it's time to come to Riverwind. 
Sooner fans, for a limited time, order a Book It bundle from Pizza Hut and receive a free book for young readers with your order at participating locations. Visit the deals page at PizzaHut.com to build your bundle of two large single-topping pizzas plus an order of breadsticks. Pizza Hut will donate $1 from every purchase to provide access to books and educational resources. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. At VA, veterans receive world-class health care and are treated with respect and dignity. Women veterans receive specialized care for their unique needs. Veterans with PTSD experience life-saving therapies. Paralyzed veterans access new technologies to improve mobility. Whole Health is changing primary and specialty care at VA. For the care, respect, and compassion veterans deserve, choose VA. Visit choose.va.gov. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour of The Rush. Thanks to all the winners, by the way. We gave out some uh, Valentine's Day gifts to some of our listeners. I had several listeners claim uh, OU women's basketball tickets for tomorrow night's game, 6 o'clock in the Lloyd Noble Center. Uh, one listener's already uh, rolled by the station here and picked up tickets, so looking forward to giving out all those tickets away uh, to tomorrow night's uh, women's basketball game at home in the LNC. Hey, um, you seemed a little interested in that S&P Plus numbers I gave you earlier in the show. ESPN has OU as the number 14 team in college football preseason, the number nine offense in the sport, and the number 36 defense in the sport. It feels like you had some big takeaway from that. Well, no. I just I think the number 36 defense is probably going to shock a lot of people. And... um, probably get some people scoff at that number which i totally understand um but i don't think it's i don't think it's unreasonable i totally expect our defense to make massive gains this year nothing is guaranteed 
I get that. And um, I know there's been a bunch of empty promises about what the defense may or, or may not be. And, you know, like I said, I get people's reluctance to have much, uh, you know, they're not going to give much leeway to, to what expectations are on the defensive side. But I think we've upgraded uh, at a bunch of positions and some positions of massive importance. And the ones that we didn't upgrade at, I think we've gained a ton of experience. And I feel like we've already already have some solid players there. So, right. I would say for me, if we're not a – like a top 40 defense next year, I'll be massively disappointed. Yeah. Massively. I, uh, with the schedule that they have, everything always goes back to the schedule with our expectations, right? Yeah. So if they seem way too uh, aggressive, then I'm normally going to point at the schedule as a reason why. I mean, year two is a big reason, but the schedule is also a big reason for me. Which, by the this way. This schedule, Tyler, should be as easy as shooting down a balloon with a Sidewinder missile. Oh, hopefully, oh, you didn't apparently miss. Apparently, that's not easy. Hopefully, oh, you didn't right? miss. Jeez. Can I just ask, what the hell are we doing shooting a missile that costs a half a million dollars at a balloon? Can't you just fire the machine gun at it? <laughs> All you got to do is poke a couple of holes in the top of it. Or just throw a thumbtack or two at it. That might have done the trick. Yeah. It just infuriates the hell out of me. I feel like we've got, I mean, with all due respect, and I don't know if it's fair to say that, but I feel like we've got incompetence at the top level of government oh, really? across huh. every wow. single sector, not saving any, all of them. Can you imagine it's that? Ridiculous. Can you imagine that pilot that fired and missed what he's hearing from his uh, other comrades? <laughs> it's like. Is it like missing the easy free throw at the end of the game? It's to like it? it's like kickoff return, nothing but green grass, and you get you get punched out by the kicker. Well, here's the thing: it's like this is probably how dumb it is. Like, I don't know that the missiles like a, a heat seeking. I just doubt the balloon has much of a signature for the missile to lock onto, which is another reason you fire the damn machine gun at it. So stupid. Uh, great point by Camo Sooner. I feel like the hot air balloon ride business is taking a major hit right now. Probably. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, well, probably since they're shooting down anything that moves right now and using half a million dollar missiles to do it. It's like, let's make sure it blows up so much there's nothing left to look at it so no one knows that we shot down a balloon from the Weather Channel. <laughs> Infuriated Teddy, nice, says Dodger Blaine. I do agree I, with that. I, I just don't understand why I'm the only one that's upset. I I feel like you're most, and I'm not saying that this is a wrong way to look at it. I'm not, okay? I feel like you're less mad about someone basically missing a stationary target like a balloon. You're more upset about the wasted half of a million dollars. That is just basically thrown out the window with the missile. I feel like that's yeah. where the majority of your frustration lies. I'm frustrated with all of it. Tyler, they said that, well, 
after the Chinese balloon came through, we readjusted our um, our radar to see smaller objects. Wait a minute. You're telling me we live in the most advanced country in the world and our radar defense system can't see an object that's 300 foot tall and has a payload the size of three buses. Well, to be fair, it's barely moving. Every time but I... it's supposed to catch a a a, a, a missile going five thousand miles an hour. Yeah. To be fair, every time I see video these days of is this a UFO? It looks like I'm back <laughs> in 1930 uh, looking at a monitor trying to uh, identify something. This is but like Austin Powers in real life. You remember the scene whenever they can't figure out what's flying through the sky? It looks like a big Woody. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Yes. How could I forget that part? Unbelievable. Maybe we need to play that for a show intro at some point. I think they did that on Austin, the, the first two Austin Powers. It was, yeah. a, bi- it was a big boy flying through the, the big boy uh, guy flying through the air at one point. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's like a a right turn off of the topics that we've been talking about, but I just don't. I just don't get it. Yeah, no, you made no, you made you single handedly made the text line look like an Alex Jones uh, chat room. So thanks for that, because I'm the one that has to deal with it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, there's no conspiracy here about anything. This is all like it's just it's. Shockingly incompetent, yeah, is what it is. It's A and M level. It's just money, right? Oh hell, it's just half a million dollars. Who cares about that? <laughs> they don't, it doesn't matter to them. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! We have a war uh, machine to feed. The machine guns are too cheap to use. Yeah, hey, yeah. All right, you, you guys can text all you want on the text line. I, I you got. I, I I thought that the text line was um <laughs> was on the most about OU playing Florida every single year until you brought up that. Now I can't even keep up with it. <laughs> nice job. What's the most expensive way to shoot down a balloon? Let's shoot, you know, six or seven missed Sidewinder missiles at it before we take it down with machine guns. It's great. God, Brilliant. The, the pressure of that guy to basically hit a stationary target, or at least one that's not moving all that fast, at least I don't think it was, and just to totally miss, ugh, that's tough. Well, it's n- – I guess I'm Can no you not expert. Lock on? on the, the, Can you not lock on with those missiles? Is that not how it works? Well, that's what I was about to say. Like I'm no expert when it comes to uh, air-to-air combat, but I I think it's difficult for the missile to lock on to something that doesn't have much of a, a signature. But it's all the more reason. How can you sit in a meeting with a bunch of the top military minds in the world and someone doesn't raise their hand and say, why don't we use the, the machine gun? Flip over to, to the machine gun, please. It's cheaper. We know it can definitely hit it. And if we're worried about seeing what it is, like they keep saying they want to recover it, poke a couple of holes in the balloon, man. Don't blow it to smithereens with the biggest missile you have. It's like they probably blew it up and then shot it whenever it was on the ground again to make sure there was nothing left. Is Alex Jones still on YouTube, or did he get kicked off of there? Is he still doing shows somewhere? I don't think he's on YouTube. Hmm. I I don't think there's any... <laughs> I, 
for lack of a better term, I think his like internet show is like on the dark web, like because Google won't host him, YouTube won't host him. I so I think they've got. To, I don't even know how you get it. They're right? psychic vampires stealing the energy from the kids. Yeah, I just love, would love to hear what he has to think about this. <laughs> oh gosh! In other news, we have put the uh, must-win scale at a ten tonight for OU, eight o'clock on uh, ESPNU. Gotta oh, win! Oh gosh! Gotta win! Don't miss the wide-open shot, right? Oh, Is that what we take away from don't, this? Don't, don't crotch the layup, please. Yes. That's it. It is a must win. You've got to uh, – you got to take – what? You've, we've got K-State at home. We've got Tech at home. Is there one more? Um, who have they not played at home T- yet? No. Is it T? Do they play TCU? I try to take this two games at a time, especially at this point. <laughs> Kansas State at home tonight. Yes, they still have to play Tech at home, but they're at Texas on um, on Saturday. I think they still have to go to Iowa State. Correct. Yeah, they've got TCU at home, Tech at home, and then K State. Okay. So, I I. You've, you're going to have to win all of your home games, K-State, Tech, and TCU, and then probably pick off two of the three on the road against Texas, Iowa State, and Kansas State. Which Sounds doable. I mean, they're all top 25 teams except for Tech, so I, I don't know. I, you just got to win one. Just go win tonight, and we'll start to discuss what needs to happen next. You know, I know it's a, you know, when we're talking about the tournament, it's just kind of what we have to do is, uh, is say what, what it would what it would take to get there. But Ooh, I mean, um, they're just not a tournament team at this point. I don't know what happened, but this, the, the line last night was a pick em, And the line before the show was K-State minus one. I just checked the line, and now it says OU minus one and a half. Oh, yeah. would have sucked me back in with OU being a favorite tonight against a top 15 team. I don't know if K-State has someone out or what's going on, but okay. I think it's as easy as saying someone accidentally put a ton of money on the wrong team. <laughs> uh, well, I'll t- I'll, Mattress Mac, is that <laughs> mattress free Mac. mattresses yeah. if OU wins the basketball game tonight? Is that where we're at? Mattress Yikes. Mac put $5 million on Oklahoma and hedged it on the backside, <laughs> uh, you know, with mattresses That's or where something. where we're at. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. If they, if, if they catch fire, there's no doubt they, they can win. But it's been a while since they've caught fire, so – We'll see. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay with us. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. 
Are you going to keep driving that same old truck? Save at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. New 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT take up to $3,250 off MSRP. $500 consumer cash, $250 when financed with GMF, and $2,500 dealer discount. No more cash cow. Drive away in a new ride today. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GM about him, but I asked that because he was named Big 12 recruiter of the year last week. Tell me about him as a recruiter, the chance he's your next defensive coordinator maybe in the next few years, just just a, a few interesting things about him. I absolutely love Brandon Hall. He is amazing. He, I, I first met Brandon Hall whenever I came to OU football camp would have been the summer before my junior year. Uh, John Blake was still there. It was going into John Blake's last year. Uh, Brandon Hall was there. I don't know if he was there as uh, – I, I don't know at what capacity he was there. You know, there's a bunch of high school coaches that come in and coach and volunteer. I think he volunteered, but I don't know what where he was at the time. I don't know if he was like a student assistant at OU or, or what. Um, and then whenever the new staff came, he got a GA spot and or some type of spot. I don't know exactly what – I don't want to say He was a student was a assistant at OU, He's, by the way. Okay. In 98 he was, if that's the right year. Yeah, and I don't know what he was. He may have been also in 99. Um, but so he was there. I, I saw him the next year at camp as well. And then he was Venables. He was a, he was a defensive GA or a defensive assistant. My whole four years at Oklahoma, and he was Coach Venables' right hand man. Um, he was he was in the linebacker room every day, out on the field every day. Um, you know, like he he was he was Coach Venables' shadow. Um, and then when Venables left, he went to Arkansas State. Uh, I think it was Arkansas State where uh, yes. Malzahn was. Yep, safety coach. And, yep, and then went with Malzahn to Auburn. And then after Auburn, I think, is that whenever he went to Troy? I'm Jacksonville not sure. State first for a Jacksonville few years, State, then and Troy. then Troy. And then, and then back to Oklahoma, you know, I think BV, whenever he went to Clemson, wanted to take him, but wasn't able to. You know, Dabo wasn't – I think that was one of the things, like – and that's one of the things that made it hard for Venables is he wasn't able to to have any hiring powers or anything at D.C. He had to trust Dabo to make those hires, and, and off he went. And, you know, now he's back at Oklahoma. Uh, he is maybe, like, the quickest on his feet in conversation of anyone that I've ever met. Like – has a one-liner or has a, a witty response to nice. everything. I like that. At every moment, super outgoing, super positive about everything, super energetic about everything. Um, you know, can give it as a coach, but can also like, accept it, you know, from which he had to do as, as being bv's right hand man all the time you know it, 
that's not an easy spot. That's not something that a lot of people are cut out for. And the fact that he can, you know, manage all of that is really a testament. I think he is an absolute home run. You know, I would, if I were a head coach, I'd hire him for anything. If I were an athletic director, I'd hire him for anything. I can't say enough about the guy. As far as I know, in my personal experience, he is a a plus across the board. So before he was at OU, he was at Troy. And unless you watched a lot of college football this year or had some money on Troy in the bowl game, you probably don't know that Troy had a really good defense this past year. I mean, a really good defense. And I know he wasn't there this past year, but he built that defense that they had at Troy that – I don't know if you have that in front of you where they rank nationally, but I think they rank pretty high at the end of the year. I, like maybe even top fifteen. Their I numbers do are have awesome. It in front of me, Troy was number nineteen in the country in total defense. That's yards per ga- uh, yards per game given up, scoring D, which I think is is the one that's more important. Everyone always, I don't know why people do that. They. The total defense is the thing that everyone goes for as the as the number one defense in the country, but the the only goal defensively is to keep people from scoring. Well, that's the object that of it. the game, dude. Is yeah to score, not I mean get yards, mm-hmm. sure, but score is more important. So okay, here we go. Scoring D, they're number eight. Dang, yeah. Number I mean, I think they only 17. lost like one game all year, maybe. Troy's yep. pretty good. Seventeen points per game. They're uh, a spot better than Alabama. So there's a thought that um, whenever it's time to hire a new defensive coordinator, that he's probably going to be the guy. And I wouldn't push too hard against that. I think there's a good chance that that happens. And I would guess if they hire from within for their next DC, that he's probably the most likely candidate. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I don't, I'm not, I, I, I can't really, speak to like like I know he knows defense he's been around it forever he's been under Venables forever the guy obviously knows it but there's a difference between knowing it and being the architect of it and I, I those things are always different I think he's a fantastic recruiter I think he's a just a fantastic all-around coach I don't know how he is as a play caller, and I don't know how he is as an architect for trying to predict or or design what what it is that we need to to fix or what we need to improve on with what we're going to see this coming season. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, those are different. But things. he has been a DC before, which I'm sure helps out. Yeah. And is he the only assistant on the defensive side that's been a full time defensive coordinator? I don't think has Bates been a full time DC. I don't think he has, right? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, as far as I know, yes, he is. And that doesn't have to be the end all. I, I understand that, but it's it's at least something that he has experience with that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, Todd Bates has never been a DC, D line coach. And I don't think Vali has either. No, because he's think so. he's kind of just gotten started and he's been on the rocket ship so big 12 right, recruiter uh, of the year though that's not bad for year one 
Yeah, and not a shock either, and I think he'll he'll only get better. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. You're simply the best. Riverwind is the best place to play this February. With all of your favorite games and the best service. Plus our $75,000 Love to Getaway giveaway. Earn entries for your chance to win cash, prizes, and travel vouchers. And five times entries on Thursdays and Sundays with drawings on the 11th and 25th. So if you want to get away, it's time to come to Riverwind. You're simply the best. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action with this exclusive basketball ticket.